1: Imagine living as a Jew under Roman domination 2000 years ago. It was no joke. And and he put himself there. He sold himself into slavery in a sense. And it definitely wasn't in his best interest to allow himself to be rejected by human beings, rejected by people, humiliated and, and tortured and ultimately executed. As a believer,
0: your ultimate example for how to live life is Christ. As you make your decisions on a day-to-day basis, most of the time you likely don't even consider their impact on eternity. As Pastor Robert challenges us in today's message, as you seek to be more like Jesus, you need to put God's will and the needs of others over your own personal agenda. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is main thing.
1: Make it about them, Him. Do you see that? Do you understand? Making it about our Father, making it about those He loves and, and wants us to reach. That, Verse 29 of Romans chapter 8 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. What is that talking about? Man, there's so much wrapped up in it. Calling you and me brothers, sisters implied, to the Son of God, firstborn among many. Many brethren, I think it also implies even in terms of ministry, in, in terms of responsibility, and in terms of what he wants us doing, but he made it clear later on that that's the case. Like I said, you know, it wasn't in his personal best interest to come and be a baby, go through childhood, adolescence, and, and then imagine living as a Jew under Roman domination 2,000 years ago. It was no joke, and, and he put himself there. He sold himself into slavery, in a sense. And it definitely wasn't in his best interest to allow himself to be rejected by human beings, rejected by people, humiliated and and tortured and ultimately executed, lied about. You know, I've shared with you many times my experience being in Israel, you know, being there in, in that Antonia fortress, in the room where the Roman soldiers brutalized prisoners, you know, where they tied them. And you can still see, you can see the bloodstains in the stone floor. You can even see the games that the soldiers played, you know, casting lots etched into the, etched into the stones, largely worn away, but, but you can still see and realizing that he didn't have to do this. He didn't have to put up with this, he did not have to subject himself to the indignities to the suffering, to the torture, you know what I mean? I mean, today, most of us as men, you know, we want to be respected. I mean, we kind of demand it. Some of you ladies are worse than us. It's like, you're going to show me some respect. And Jesus put all that aside. He put all that aside and presented himself to all kinds of indignities. Going through the birth canal, being diapered. You ever think about Jesus, the Son of God, wearing diapers? He wore something, right? And and, and then ultimately, subjecting himself to ridicule, mockery, humiliation, torture, crucifixion. He, He gave us an extreme example of thinking first of the needs of others. We needed a redeemer, and so he dropped everything to become that. And he wants us to follow that unselfish example, which he set. That's what Christmas is about. The Bible says that the Father in heaven sent him to serve us, and he willingly obeyed. And then in John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus made it clear that you and I are sent with that same mission. He stated it very clearly. As the Father sent me, so send I you. There's absolutely no question. Firstborn among many brothers. You and I, his family, we're supposed to be doing what he did. That's the reason we're here and not already there. You see what I mean? That's why you're here. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not suggesting that you're at the beck and call of every other human being on the planet. You know, I'll never forget one Monday morning. I had My wife, you know, and our kids were small and we're on Lincoln Road having breakfast, you know, kind of starting our family day and and having, you know, a a breakfast out. And one of the local back, this is a long time ago, um, homeless guys, crack addict, that I knew him, he knew me, knew who, you know, he comes over as we're, you know, having breakfast, kind of demanding that I buy him breakfast. Not asking, demanding, you understand? Telling me that because I'm a Christian, I have to do this for him. I mean, you're a pastor, you, you, ha- you know, and I'm hungry, so you have, to, you have to fix that. And I said, no, I don't. You're not one of my children. And he got all offended. And, and I finally, I mean, I had to walk down the block with him and explain to him, I obey my father. He hasn't told me to adopt you. You didn't come asking for help. You came demanding something. I'm sorry. That tells me I'm not supposed to do it. Right off the bat. No, I'm to obey him. You are to obey him. And never make it about your interests, what's convenient for you, what works best for you, what you can afford, what you have time for. Do you understand that? You're supposed to obey him. Doesn't mean that, you know, you are at the beck and call at the mercy of every other fallen human being on the planet. No, but your perfect, generous, selfless God, yes, you're at his beck and call to serve him. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. That sometimes people get confused. He's, he's not telling you that ambition is bad. We're supposed to be ambitious, we're supposed to work hard, we're supposed to have goals, we're supposed to be diligent and faithful and, and maximize whatever giftings and abilities and intelligence he has entrusted to us, but not for ourselves. You see that? Again, not making it about you, not selfish ambition or conceit, conceit, the, thinking more highly of yourself than you really should. Ambition is not evil, but selfish ambition is. There's no brotherly love in a self serving, self aggrandizing agenda. Jesus didn't set you free from sin and death so that you could build yourself a kingdom. That's no. He has sent us to go as His representatives, to love others, to serve others as He guides us, as He instructs us and, and leads us. We're so, as a family, we're supposed to be doing that together, right? You know, almost every week I have conflicting requests, more needs than I'm capable of, of meeting. I have to say no to people. How do I, you know, it's, one, it's a struggle. And I've had conversations with the other pastors, you know, and the, and, the, and the staff here. It's like, it's hard. And I said, it's supposed to be hard. It should be hard. If it's easy for you to say no to needs, that's a problem. It should be hard. It's hard for me sometimes to say no to my kids, right? Isn't it hard sometimes to say no to your children, your grandchildren? Of course it is. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary for their own well-being because you're looking out for their interests and not your own. And that's that's the, that's what we're here for. We are his body in Miami Beach. We're his family in Miami Beach. We've been entrusted with responsibility here, with resources here, sent by him as his emissaries, his representatives to the lost and the, and the hopeless in our world, and, and, and that's the way we're supposed to see it. Do you understand that, that the, a lot of times I, I'm seeing the enemy really having a lot of success in our world today by positioning us as adversaries to the very people out there that Jesus has sent us to? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like we have to stand against them. We have to, you know, and I understand the sentiment, but, but, but understand some of those people are are just lost children. Some of them are wolves, I understand that. But some of them are not, some of them are just lost children. And and Jesus said that you and I can't tell the difference most of the time. So we need to be aware of that. That you you and I are, are sent to them.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why He's so important. If so, keep listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've i wandered away or, or maybe maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross, to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website. Uh, about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how, how to begin that that uh, personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible, we can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.